You're listening to the On The Rise podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs as we make our way to the top. Here is your host, known as the property shark, Mr. John Lee. It's John Lee here, aka The Property Shark. Welcome back to another episode of the On The Rise podcast. Today we have a very, very special guest. Uh, We have with us Zane Jean. He is the CEO of Better Earth. Did I get it right? You, You got it perfect, brother. You got it perfect. Awesome, awesome. Zane, thank you so much for being with with here today. Yeah, no worries, man. No worries. Well, I'm, I'm super excited to have you. Uh, I appreciate you having me on, man. I appreciate you having me on and I'm excited to dive into this podcast. Let's, let's get right into it. So for those of you out there that, that don't know about Zane, uh, do you want to give people like, like a quick introduction? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So my name is Zane. I'm a 24-year-old entrepreneur. Uh, just kind of quick story on me. I grew up in an immigrant family, so never had too much income. Both of my parents aren't college educated. Uh, my dad actually worked as a taxi driver and my mom worked in retail stores making the minimum wage. So my entire life, it's been kind of a grind. Uh, I failed all my classes. I didn't do well in school, never had success, um, you know, early on in my life. And at a super young age, got into drugs, got into just all the wrong things, drinking, partying, hanging around the wrong people. And uh, as time went on, um, I just knew I had to kind of repurpose my life. And my mom at 16 years old, kind of gave me a life-changing event. That life-changing event was that my mom had a stroke. And as she had a stroke, I was a huge mama's boy. It made me realize, like, why would she have the stroke? She was healthy. She wasn't sick. There was no problems. And what I realized was the only thing that could have caused it at such a young age for her was stress, uh, you know, was stress and pressure. So that caused me to become kind of the man of the house, supporting my family as my mom lost her income and her job, went in a coma, my dad supporting her, Uh, So I had to kind of step up. So at 17, I built an online marketing business, uh, had a massive amount of success with that. 18, went to college because my mom had survived. uh, And, you know, luckily she had survived. And uh, I didn't want to go, but I wanted to make her proud. So I went for her. And as I went to college, um, you know, I decided to do two things. I learned this from a mentor. One, monetize college and two, meet people. So in college, I built an entertainment business where I made a lot of, you know, I made multiple six figures uh, in college, just doing a bunch of different hustles, doing a little real estate, a little entertainment, et cetera. Um, and then at uh, 20 years old, I left to become a co-founder with a company. Uh, I joined a company uh, with a CEO that had an industry experience that wanted to work with me and wanted, wanted to partner with me. Uh, so we joined together. We had, a, we had a few other partners as well. And year one in business, we did 25 million. Year two, we did 50 million. Hired a few hundred employees, skilled super fast. I got featured in Entrepreneur Inc. Magazine, uh, Huffington Post, Thrive, just kind of everywhere. And a lot of people started to get to know who I was, you know, kind of in the entrepreneur world. And as time went on, uh, you know, just kept kind of focusing on building that business. And what we did in the solar industry was everything from sales and marketing to engineering, procurement, construction, kind of every piece of it. Uh, and just recently, I left that company to start a new company called Better Earth, which I'm the CEO of. Uh, and, you know, in, in seven months of business, we did uh, over, 
I think between 25 and 30 million in sales. Uh, we have over 100 people a part of our organization and uh, we're scaling super fast. So year one, our target is between 50 and 60 million. Year two, it's definitely 150 million plus and we have a lot of cool things in store. So hopefully that gives you a, uh, a kind of quick overview of who I am and what I do. Yeah, no, that that's fantastic. That's the the long answer to to the short answer that I was looking for. Love that, man. Love it. <laughs> so yeah, you've been able to accomplish so many great things. I mean, even with uh, Better Earth, what was kind of the the fuel to allow you to to be able to expand at such a fast pace? Dude, hundred percent. So for me, man, I, I always talk about this. There's everyone has kind of four uh, four things that motivate them. Uh, in my opinion. One is survival, your food, your water, your basic necessities. Two is your materials, things you want, like a car, like a house. Three is financial freedom, the ability to have enough money to get whatever you want and do whatever you want, travel wherever you want. Number four is purpose. Uh, and I believe, I'm at, uh, I believe I'm at number four right now. So I have this purpose um, where I want to help the world. I want to give back to the world. Uh, I've been able to have you know, a lot of success at a young age. And one of the things that I always told myself growing up was when I get success, I'm going to be able to teach that to other people. So today I get to mentor tons of people. I get to help people in business. Uh, and more importantly, I get to have a company that is of service. I get to be able to go out there, spread solar energy, help the environment out, clean up our environment, uh, help people save money on their electric bills. And it's one of the best feelings ever because it is probably one of the most purpose-driven businesses that you could have. And that excites me every day. You know, I, growing up, I always knew I wanted to get into philanthropy. I wanted to get into charity. I wanted to give back, but I never knew what causes I'd be giving back to. And I think the one cause I love giving back to is people that are interested in, in getting into business. Because if you want to, you know, get the solution to breast cancer, you want to get the cure to this, you want to get the cure to that, you know, you want to donate to, to you know, uh, kids who are in trouble. You want to donate to people who, who, who don't have income. Uh, these are some massive problems that aren't going to cost millions of dollars. They're going to cost billions and trillions of dollars. And the only way to get there is to get the money. You have to get the money first. So I believe by giving back to the economy, giving back to the world, I'm going to be able to, quote unquote, get the money to be able to fuel all of these dreams I have, uh, like helping kids get off drugs, helping people that, you know, didn't have parents growing up, had to go into foster care, helping people that don't have power, helping people that don't have clean water. Again, these are problems that cost trillions, billions, and if not trillions of dollars. And the only way to get there is to create a vehicle. So right now, you know, at Better Earth, that's my main driver and focus is to build that within our team, build that within my company. Uh, and then on top of that, I want to help other entrepreneurs as well, learn the skill sets that I've acquired at a young age to be able to go out there into the marketplace and really shake things up. Because I believe the more entrepreneurs we have, the more people we have making a change, the more people we have making money, we're going to be able to solve our problems at an accelerated rate. That's absolutely amazing. And before I kind of dive further into better um, earth, I, I want to talk about kind of your beginnings. Um, seemed like you, you grew up in, in a, in the immigrant family and yep. uh, you know, you got into drugs at an early age, kind of take me through like, what was the catalyst for you to, to, to go in that direction? Kind of what started it? Yeah. So again, man, I've always been a hustler. I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always wanted to be successful. I just never had the right vehicle to do it. Um, and you know, like I said, with my mom's story, like when, when, when she had this, when, when she went through this massive life-changing event, I really put into perspective of me that like, if you don't have money, 
you're going to be in a very uncertain place. Whether your mom has a stroke and you have to pay the hospital bills, whether your brother or your mom or your parents are an alcoholic or a drug addict, you have to put them in a treatment center, whether um, you get super sick and your income gets suppressed, you need money to be able to handle these real life problems. And I felt when I didn't have money, I didn't have control. I couldn't be able to control these problems. Today, I know that bad things are gonna happen to me. I can't control disease for my family. I can't control sickness. I can't control what's gonna happen like natural disasters. But one thing I can control is my income. And if I can control my income and have enough money to be able to take care of everyone when these life tragedies hit, like today with the coronavirus, I know I'm gonna be in a very stable place. So that's why money is controlled to me. And I think control is the most important asset that you can have. And I think a lot of people look at money and they think it's greedy. They think it's bad. They think if you're money hungry, it's not a good thing. You know, your parents are always going to tell you sales is bad. Making money is bad. Being successful is bad because they don't have it yet. And where that comes from is a place of fear. And when you have fear, you make the wrong decisions and you say the wrong things. So I have, you know, today what I like, what I, you know, the way I like to live my life is fully letting people know like, Hey, it is okay to love money. It is okay to preach money. It is okay to go out there and work your ass off. It is okay to not have work-life balance to start. It is okay to work, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 hours, day, uh, you know, a day right now because you need to go out there and get money. And when you get money, you're going to get more control. Like I said, you'll be able to solve the world problems you want to solve. You'll be able to handle your family's sicknesses. You'll be able to handle all the natural disasters that happen. Not because money is the, you know, you know, is the answer to everything, but it is a tool that you can use. It is a resource that you can use to help better your future and to help handle the problems in your life. That's so true. That that's so true, Zane. And when it comes to having that fear-based mentality, uh, did you grow up in, in an environment where your parents were like that? Did they preach that, you know, sales is very, bad, very money is bad? My parents never made a combined income of $40,000 or even I think $35,000. So it's a very fear-based environment. Eat, eat everything on your plate, you know, turn off the lights, don't waste water, you know, don't be in the shower for more than two or three minutes because you're going to be wasting water, etc. That was the environment. Always lock the doors. People are out to get you. People are here to steal from you. And what that does to a kid is that, that, that makes a kid just go in the wrong direction. It makes them focused on the wrong thing. So I always told, told myself, like, I don't want these to be my problems. I mean, I remember growing up in a 400 square foot apartment. The number one thing I always asked my parents for were, was, can I get stairs? Can we have stairs in our house? Because stairs to me meant success. It meant that you had multiple floors. It meant that you had multiple levels. And uh, we never were able to achieve that at a young age. So growing up, I always said, hey, I'm gonna have a big house with big stairs. I'm gonna be able, you know, all my kids are gonna be able to have as much water as they want, as much food as they want, whatever they want. Uh, and I think growing up in that environment, luckily, made me not want it. You know, it made me realize how bad it was and how I never want to go there. So today I use that as a driver and as a motivator for me, looking back at where I came from and saying, one, I never want to be there. I never want my parents to be there again, but I also never want my kids to be there at some point in my life. So uh, that has just become, you know, a massive freaking motivator for me today uh, is being able to kill that fear that, you know, happens in the middle class, the lower middle class, especially people with poverty. I believe that like people stay poor, not because of the money that they had. People stay rich, not because of the money they had, but because of the information that they have. The reason, in my opinion, a lot of poor people stay poor is because they get the wrong information and they're scared. The reason rich people stay rich and get richer is not because money is just always going to stay with them. It's actually really easy to lose money when you have money. It's 
very easy to lose money when you have money. That's why most people who win the lottery lose their money pretty quickly because they don't deserve it. Their, their education level isn't there. But when you are educated with the right information, when you have the right knowledge and data, you're able to grow that money. Because when you sit with wealthy people, they're not worried about you know, spending money on this or spending money on that. They have more of an abundant mindset. They're focused on growth. They're focused on prosperity. They're focused on flourishing. And that's why I believe the rich get richer. It's not some unfair advantage. I believe everyone has control over that. And as long as you believe you have control over that, yes, you know, you might start in a harder place, but I actually believe starting in a harder place for someone like myself who has a massive amount of responsibility was a huge competitive advantage and a massive driver for me. Until this day, it pushes me, brother, because I know that I can't go back. I know I can't lose it all because guess what, dude? I started from nothing, right? I've experienced almost every level of poverty. I think, you know, I've, I've had negative bank accounts. Uh, you know, I've had nights where like I couldn't get anything I wanted. I couldn't buy the things I wanted. You know, I was, I was worried about the food we had. I was just, I had these basic things like, dude, we couldn't turn on the AC in the summer. We couldn't turn on the heater in the winter, you know? And I always told myself, brother, like I'm, I'm never gonna go back there. So every time when I get even a little complacent, I remember where I was and that puts me right back in place. That's powerful, Zane. And how do you get people out of that, that mindset? A lot of people feel like they're stuck, you know, in poverty or, you know, they're stuck in their circumstances. They can't overcome it. They can't break out of it. They, they just become complacent where they're at because they feel like there's no, there's no way to, to, to surpass that. How do you break out of that, that mindset? Action, 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 action. So you have to do what's called stacking wins, right? I was actually just talking to Ed Milet today on a podcast, and uh, he brought up this good point. And it's something I always say is you have to stack up wins over time, okay? You have to stack wins, 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 and wins. And what I mean by that is a lot of people, they just run straight out. Okay, I want to make a million dollars. Let me go and make a million dollars. Guess what? They fall on their face. What happens when they fall on their face? They quit because it's a loss. People don't like to use naturally we don't you know we we don't like to lose as humans so what i ended up focusing on was hey how do i get mini incremental wins and how do i stack those wins over time and that's going to get me out of that mentality so today brother even with small little things i'm always looking at the next win how can my company get a little bit better how can i sell a little bit more how can i perform a little bit better how can i be a little extra prepared how can i do a little bit better with my health and I'm stacking those wins over and over and over and over and over again. And as I stack more wins, guess what happens, brother? My confidence increases. I become a better human being. And that allows me to continue to stay in that positive mindset. For those of you who are out there right now that may be tuning in, that are stuck in that place, stuck with that complacent mindset, get up and take action and stack up small wins. Those small wins are going to turn into incremental momentum. And that momentum is going to get you to where you want to go. That's, that's absolutely powerful because I, I feel like a lot of the times if you set such a big goal, it almost feels like it's so big that it's, it's impossible to get there. But when you yeah. start breaking it down and you do a little bit by little bit by little bit, you're inching towards that. And before you know it, you'll be right there where you've always yeah, been. And, and, and you just have to be very competitive. Like when you're competitive like myself, I'm an extreme competitive person. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm always trying to compete. The wins is very important to me. And if every day I have more wins, I'm happier. If I have less wins, I'm not happy. Got it. And you said 
something earlier about the rich having access to the right information and, and be able to use it. Nowadays, there's an overabundance of information in terms of getting the right information to put people in, in the right place. You know, how do you go about doing that? Um, so in terms of getting the right people to get to the right place, are you saying like, 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 like surrounds, are you talking about like surrounding yourself with the right team? You mean like, the, like getting access to the right information because there's like, an Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Get access. Yeah, dude. So I always tell this to people, don't go out there and try to find 20 mentors. Don't go out there and try to read every book. Don't dude. I was talking to a guy yesterday that was like, man, like I want to become successful. Like the best way I'm going to do that is uh, I'm gonna become successful. Yeah, can you just turn on this slide, brother? Um, the best way I'm gonna be get, I'm gonna become successful uh, is by you know just watching a bunch of YouTube videos, watching a bunch of Google videos, you know, just just kind of researching that way. And I said, dude, that's never gonna get you anywhere. There's so much information out there. There's millions and millions of videos, millions and millions of articles, if not billions. There's no way you're gonna be able to ever become ultra successful. So if you truly wanna become successful, if you truly want to reach the next level, the number one thing that you're gonna to have to do is you're gonna to have to find the right source of information. So what I always tell people is find someone like myself, find someone like Grant Cardone, find someone like Gary Vaynerchuk, find someone like Ed Milet, double down on their information, practice their information, study every book they have, study every YouTube video they have, study every Instagram they post, uh, post they have, and go with them and find someone that you can relate to. Some people relate to me more. Some people relate to other people. Find who your people are and double down on learning from them. That's absolutely amazing. And how important has mentors played, you know, in your success? And, and number your one thing, brother, number one thing. Mentors are the reason that I am where I am today because mentors have guided me. Every time I was going down the wrong direction, I'd ask my mentor, am I doing something right? Every time I had a big decision to make in my life, I asked, hey, you know, mentor, if I should do this, you know, is this going to be right? Is this going to help me out? And what I just realized over time, brother, is that if you want to be successful, you have to get information from those that have, that have already done what you want to do. And the problem with a lot of people is they get information from people that have never done what they want to do. Someone goes to start a business. Guess who usually the first people that they listen to is? They go to their friend who smokes weed every day and is nothing and, and makes minimum wage. They go to their mom who's worked nine to five her entire life. Dude, you can't go to those people if you want to build a nine to, you know, if, if, if you want to build a, 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 a massive company because they haven't done it before. It's like trying to go learn baseball from just a math teacher in high school. It's not going to work. Trying to learn basketball from someone who's a professional baseball player. It's not going to work. It's a completely, it's a completely different level. So you got to learn from people that have what you want. So find a mentor so you can learn from people that have what you want, because they're going to give you a shortcut to your success. You have two options. One, don't get a mentor, learn the hard way. It's probably going to take you 30, 40 years of failure over time. Or two, find someone that's already made the mistakes, already gone through it, who can guide you down the right direction. And you're just going to take time out of the equation. That's amazing. And, and what's the most important criteria that you look for in terms of finding the right mentor for you? Uh, one, do they have what I want? Right. That's number one. Two, do I, do I agree with their ethics, with their morals, with their integrity? Are we on the same page there? Cause that's super important. Three, do they have, do they have information that I can get access to? And if they have one of those three or all three of those three things, I'm going to double down on that mentor. Uh, and like for me, I had some mentors that I didn't have access to. So I had to get their attention. And once I got my mentor's attention, 
I was able to actually make them real one-on-one -on -one life mentors. But until I got their attention, I was stuck with YouTube. I was stuck with their books. But hey, that's plenty enough. As long as you double down on getting information from online, whether it's taking someone's course, watching someone's YouTube videos, reading their books, that's going to be enough information for you to, to kind of start at least. And once you start, you grow a business, then you have to figure out how to use your money to find a mentor, someone that's willing to give you their time and invest all of that money back into their time. And you will never meet a successful person that will tell you that they didn't have a mentor or a mentor didn't significantly change your life. And if you do find someone that will tell you that, most likely they will tell you that they wish they had a mentor early on so that they could have cut out you know, 20 or 30 years of work where you know, they, they could have cut that out of the equation, but they had to learn the hard way. That's powerful. And what were some of the ways that, that you did to get these, some of the mentors you couldn't get access to? How did you get their attention? Pay them a crap ton of money. Uh, I pay them a crap ton of money, uh, you know, six figures at this point, if not seven, uh, you know, being able to uh, help them out, you know, being able to add value to their life being able to give them business, being able to increase their business, being able to grow in their business, giving them an opportunity to partner with me in business. Those are all things that I've done to, to, to get a mentor's attention. That's amazing, Zane. And take me back to your college days. You, you were doing a lot of side hustles um, and you even got into pro promotion and, and all of that. Um, kind of what was the main objective for you to, to, were you tasting a bunch of different things at that point? Was that? Yeah, was I was that... just trying to hustle, man. I was trying to figure out how to get money. That, that was the biggest thing. I was trying to figure out how to get money. But where I was wrong there and what I would do if I could go back was double down on one thing. Because the biggest thing that young people do, which I see as really usually a mistake for most people, is they, uh, they try to, you know, jump into four or five different things and they try to see what's going to work. You know, they, uh, dip their toes in this thing and this thing and this thing. What I would recommend for people is I learned this from a mentor. The main thing is to keep the main thing, the main thing. So find one vehicle that you trust in, find a mentor in that vehicle and put all of your time, energy, and effort into that vehicle until you at least get to the point where you're making 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 grand a month with that vehicle. Once you've made that type of income from that vehicle, then move on to the next thing. But I'll see a lot of people, they make 2000 with this thing, 1000 with this thing, 3000 with this thing. And they just have no direction. They're chasing so many different things opposed to doubling down and focusing on the right thing. And then once you focus on the right thing, you acquire a massive amount of success. Then you can start to diversify your opportunities and your income streams. And what do you say to those people that don't know what the right thing is? You know, they might have a couple of side hustles. They might have their main job. Uh, they, test they out some know. things. Definitely test out some things. Don't do it for too long. But ask a mentor or find out what a mentor is doing. There's so many opportunities in the 21st century to be able to do it. Um, so find a mentor, someone that can give you information, someone that can help you out, and someone that can guide you down. Because, you know, even in my mind, if somebody comes to me, I have four or five vehicles right away that I could tell them, like, hey, you could hop into this thing and you could build, you know, you, you, know, you could build a very successful business. So find someone that knows exactly what to do. Because I had the same problem. I didn't know what vehicle, so I found a mentor that was able to give me my vehicles. Like, the reason I got into the solar industry was Warren Buffett. I watched a video with Warren Buffett where he said, the largest transformation of wealth in history is in the deregulation of energy. Um, and he said that, you know, that's what's going to happen in the next century. So I looked into the deregulation of energy, listened to Warren Buffett and said, Hey, I'm hopping into solar because this is going to be the largest transformation of wealth in history. And I doubled down 
That's just a good example of how I listen to someone that has what I want, that I believe in, that is a valid source of data and information, and I double down on what they're saying. That's powerful. And when did you get involved in, in solar? Was that after you graduated? Five years ago. I, five I dropped years. out of college five years ago. That's when I did it. So when you, you were kind of testing a bunch of different things during your college days um, and then Warren Buffett, you know, obviously one of your biggest mentors ever said something about the deregulation of energy and all of a sudden, what, what was in your mind? I, I, I studied it. I studied the deregulation of energy, found out about our, our current archaic grid system. I used that to find the solar industry thought the solar industry was the most logical form to, to, to get your power is the sun. It's a resource that's never going to go away, unlike coal, unlike, you know, natural gas, unlike fossil fuels. And it was just like, boom, like this clicks with me. This makes sense with me. It's logical. I'm a very logical person. And that was extremely logical for me. And I decided to just double down on that industry, man. Um, and it made sense. It was economical. It saved people money. It helped the earth. It helped the environment. It was purpose-driven. Just everything was right about it. So I studied the industry. And I found a startup to go work for in the industry. And that's exactly where my, where my career started. That's amazing. And how did you connect with your parents to, to bring them the news that you wanted to drop out and pursue? Uh, it was super hard. I told them up front and I basically said, I had a mentor that told me this. Uh, and this is you know, a piece of advice that I would give young people today, you know, who are in this predicament where they want to drop out of college, but they're there for their friends, their family, you know, whoever, whoever it may be is, if you drop out of college, yes, you might make your parents upset. Yes, you might make your family members upset. But they're only going to be upset for the next year or two. Your parents are going to get over it eventually. But if you don't drop out of college, you don't take the risk, you give up on the opportunity that you have, there's only going to be one person that's upset with, it, with themselves, and that's, and, and that's you. And guess what? You're not going to be upset with yourself for one year or two years. You're going to be upset with yourself for the rest of your life, and you're going to live in regret. So is living in regret for the rest of your life worth it than just making your parents happy for the next few years? Because guess what, guys? Like, when you, when you turn 24, 25, you finish college, your parents are going to forget about that. They're going to move on from that. You know, they're going to be proud of your graduation, but then, but then they're going to move on. But it's going to live with you and your heart your entire life. And I knew I had an opportunity in the solar industry, in the startup. And if I didn't take that opportunity, if I did take the opportunity, there was definitely risk. But guess what? School was always going to be around. I knew that, right? But this opportunity wasn't always going to be around. And I knew if I missed this opportunity, it would kill me for the rest of my life if all my friends that went and did it, you know, became massively successful. So I took on the opportunity and just that one little decision changed the entire course of my life. That's powerful. And did the opportunity find you or did you find this opportunity? I mean, I found the opportunity by watching the Warren Buffett stuff and then researching into the industry. And luckily I had a friend who was in the industry and I contacted him and he got me connected. And, that, and that's how I got into the industry. Yeah. That's amazing. And then from there onwards, you were, did, did you take all the knowledge? You kind of learned it from someone else before you, how did you transition from kind of getting into solar to starting better earth? How did that possibly? Yeah. So um, I was at solar city, which then became Tesla. And I built one of their largest offices in the entire country. Uh, it was a part of building that. And it was a really amazing experience. And the startup that I had worked at, uh, the guy and the CEO remembered me. And he wanted to go start a new company in California. 
And uh, I was one of the first people he thought of. So he reached out to me and said that. And I was like, okay, have this secure, awesome job at Tesla. Going to leave this to go work at a startup from scratch, build something up again. But I knew I was very entrepreneurial. I knew I could make it happen. And then that's where my true, I would say, entrepreneurial journey began. I mean, my whole life I've been an entrepreneur since I was a kid selling, you know, baseball cards, selling Livestrong arm bracelets, selling cookies, selling magazines, right? I've always been a purebred, uh, a, a pure, uh, purebred hustler and entrepreneur, but uh, this is the time where I took on my real first big journey, something that was going to be a massive risk, a lot of employees, a lot of overhead, and I would have to make happen. And guess what? We made it happen, and it's since then literally has been the best decision of my life. I don't know what I would have done if I hadn't dropped out of college. I probably would be stuck somewhere in a nine to five, not happy, not uh, being influential, not uh, being able to really fulfill my goals. And did you start off in sales? Yeah, man. Yeah. I started off. First thing I did was door to door sales. Um, that was the first thing I did. Super uncomfortable, super hard. It was not easy. Uh, there was a lot of problems that I had. I thought I was good at sales, but I was horrible at sales. I didn't have the discipline. I didn't have the commitments. I didn't have the willpower. And I had to build up that confidence. I had to build up that willpower. I had to build up that commitment. But in life, man, like if you want to become successful, the number one thing you have to do is you have to go towards the things that make you uncomfortable. So I did that, man. And I became the goddamn best at selling people door to door, one of the hardest forms of sales. And that skill set led me to become an executive today, today the CEO of an eight-figure company. Um, all because I have that skill set and I still use those principles that I learned door to door today in every deal that I make and everything I do. And so take me back to when you were door knocking, kind of what, what a typical day of yours would look like. Dude, I wake up early. I wake up like five or 6am. I'd go to the gym. Um, I get my body in the right state because in door to door, your mind, your mental has to be, has to be in the, in, in the right state. I, uh, showered, got ready. I dressed fresh, made sure I looked clean, made, made sure, made sure my hygiene was on point. I'd spend like an hour in the morning preparing for my day, writing down my notes, writing down my goals. Uh, in door to door, we have a thing called turf, right? It's like where you go and knock. It's where you go and find homes. I would circle my turf on maps. I would pin the houses that I would knock the doors on. And I would, I would, I would literally be like, this house is going to be a sale. This house is going to be a sale. This house is going to be a sale. And I literally would just envision it in my, in my heart, in my mind. And around 8.30 to 9, I would go out and I would hit the doors with the team. Uh, and then I would usually, you know, I, 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 like, I was a solo warrior. I like to be solo or sometimes I would knock with someone else. Uh, and I would go and I'd hit, you know, two, 300 homes sometimes uh, and just talk to so many people, get a massive amount of rejection. Probably 90% of the doors we knocked didn't answer or didn't want to come to the door or weren't interested. But the 10% that did uh, made me wildly successful. That's amazing. And then from there, you, you would be knocking until the evening, until the sun goes yeah, down? Yeah, dude, I, I, would come, I would come home at like 10 p.m. usually. Wow. Yeah, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be out of the house probably by 8 a.m. I'd come back home around 10, yeah, around 10 p.m., study, personally develop for an hour or maybe, or maybe two, go to sleep, wake up the next day and do the same thing seven days a week. No breaks. And when most people are put through that, you know, it, it really, over time, they get beat down. And, and I'm assuming, you know, when you were on this journey, a lot of people quit or gave up. Uh, everyone, man, everyone around me quit. I brought in so many friends into this industry and fucking everyone quit on me. Uh, except a few, man. And the few that didn't quit, guess what, are working, are working with me today still. 
Um, so it's been a, it's been an honor and a blessing to, to find my true friends and true business partners through that. Um, but to start brother, it was super hard and there was tons of problems and nothing was easy, but over time I just, you know, I became neutral brother. Like I think the number one thing that someone in sales could master today is, uh, being able to take shit, being able to eat shit, being able to lose, being, being able to stack your losses and be okay with that, but just focus on wins repetitively over and over and over again. And I see a lot of salespeople, like the number one mistake they make is they get emotional. When a good sale happens, they get pumped. When they lose a deal, they get sad and pissed. You got to stay neutral throughout every single deal, no matter what's happening. And if you can stay neutral through every single deal, you can stay motivated. You can stay pumped up. Well, things, man, just over time, it gets easier and easier because you have no expectation other than showing up every day and working your and you know some are going to amount to wins and results and some are going to be losses but you're completely fine with it because you know it's a part of the formula it's a part of the process and you have to trust the process and what was the the the, the main factor that separated you uh from the other people that were door knocking in terms of you being able to achieve the level of success that you were door knocking yeah i mean i'd say i'd say it was two things one, it was my teachability. I was willing to learn and I was willing to not have an ego. I was willing to forget about my ego and just constantly learn. Um, I actually say three things. Two, massively competitive. Like, dude, if someone told me like, Zane, I worked an hour longer than you, that would eat at me for the entire night. I would go to sleep. I'd have a nightmare about it. And I'd wake up and I would purposely work out extra, extra, extra long and get an early start, an extra late start, an extra late ending. Um, because I'm just massively competitive, man. Until this day, dude, if you tell me I'm wrong, if you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to be massively competitive. And uh, I think that that was a massive win for me, right? Because I was never lazy, always extremely competitive. Um, and then I would just say three, very obvious, but work ethic. I was always willing to work the hardest, didn't expect a result. You know, while I was doing door to door, all my friends were like, Zane, you could do this and make money. You could do medical sales. You could do e-commerce. You could do this. You could do that. Be a promoter, blah, blah, blah. And I was always just like, guys, I joined this. I already made some money, by the way, already. So I joined this industry because I want to learn everything about the industry. And I thought the best way to join any industry is sales learn sales, learn the product, learn the consumer, master it, become number one. And then one day you can become an executive of the company. And I remember reading a book, uh, fuck man, I forgot what the book, uh, what the name of the book was. Um, but it's a guy named Bill McDermott. He was the CEO of Xerox. And, uh, he talks about how he started out as a salesman door to door, same thing. And the first thing he said in this big company was one day I'm going to be CEO. And then he became CEO of that company just moving his way up the ranks in sales. I think sales is probably one of the few positions that you can do that. If you're really goddamn good, you can make your way to the top. And I read that book. I always knew that. And that, and that always kept me motivated. And would you have any particular industries that you would recommend people get into for sales? solar solar number one man come come work with me if you guys aren't working at better earth if you guys are looking for a career you guys want to make six to seven figures come work with me man we're going to train you we're going to mentor you we're going to give you a platform to not only you know become successful and make money working for someone else but in my business one of the coolest things is we've created this 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 compensation structure where you can actually build your own business within our company. So you can build your own business without having to worry about the payroll, without having to worry about the overhead, without having to worry about the branding, the marketing, the business cards, you know, the swag, all that stuff. We're going to take care of all of that for you. 
all you have to focus on is you and your team's performance. You have to sell and you have to make sure that you're hiring people into your organization. And it really becomes your own company. And as you perform more, guess what we do? We give you profits in the company. We do a little profit sharing on every deal for you. So you actually get to reap the rewards of profits from the company while also building your own team within our business. So I would 100% join me at Better Earth. I don't think there's anything better you can do. We beat real estate, we beat cars, we beat you know, medical sales, any type of sales you're doing. I'm telling you there's nothing better that you could do than solar. By far, number one, I preach it, I believe it, I live it every single day. Uh, and until this day, brother, it's just, I think it's the best industry to join because you're helping people save money. It has a positive stigma, positive connotation. Um, you, are, you are growing kind of your own business. You are learning some amazing communication skill sets and you're helping the environment while also making a crap ton of money. I've never seen an industry that pays such high commissions for deals um, with such an easy barrier to entry and such a fast sales cycle. And would you say this, if people are, you know, international in Canada and Yeah, I mean, I mean if, if you can't come work with me in solar, just do something in sales, do something in sales, no matter what it is. I'm just telling you for people specifically in my industry or, uh, you know, work in the U.S. can actually work with me, come do solar. But if you can't do solar, do sales, do something sales related so you can learn those skill sets. The closest thing to entrepreneurship that you could do is sales. I'm telling you, it's the same thing. Has highs, has lows, has ups, has downs, is a tremendous amount of risk, a high amount of reward. It is entrepreneurship. So if you want to get into anything, you have to get into sales, 100%. And it could be anything from selling books to selling cars to selling houses to selling insurance, selling finance, selling real estate, whatever it may be. Um, but get into sales and you're going to learn so much through that. And when it comes to honing your, your knowledge and information uh, when you were selling, you know, were there any particular courses or books that really help elevate your sales skills or was it just you being yeah, on the battlefield? I, at 16, I got the 10X rule. Um, I got Cardone University. Um, you know, I got Seller Be Sold. Uh, I got my little 10X planner there. Dude, all, the reason I love 10X, by the way, is because Grant Cardone, uh, he's been my mentor since I was 16 years old. I got him a FaceTime with Grant. And he changed my life on that FaceTime. And since then, I stayed in connection, and he's been my mentor. So uh, I, I read everything, man. Uh, you know, I she just did like a year ago, probably an interview with him. Super awesome. Um, wow. But, you know, he, he's just a really good dude, brother. And uh, he was someone that I knew. I trusted his information. I loved the way he talked. I loved the way he moved. He had a similar story to me. Uh, so it always just inspired me and kept me motivated. And when you, after you built yourself up, you know, in the sales and you proved yourself, uh, you know, what was, what was the next thing for you in, in your mind after you're like, okay, I'm killing it in sales. Well, once that? you kill it in sales, brother, you realize that in order to grow, in order to make more money, you got to get other people to do what you're doing. So what did I do? Dude, I built the sales team. I started hiring people, started recruiting people, started building a team, teaching them my skill sets, teaching them how to get good at sales, teaching them personal development, teaching them confidence. And then once you build a good sales team, you're really good at sales. You've built the best sales team they're producing. What do you do next? You hire more sales teams. You start managing managers. So I started doing that and I just kept moving up the, up the totem pole to now you know, running executives in every division. Like I never thought I'd be managing people who do construction or engineering or designing or software. Like I never thought that, but that became a reality for me and I grew myself into that, but it all started from sales and kind of moving up from there. And did, did you do this all alone? Was this all a one man team? 
No, no, man. No, man. I have such an amazing team. Until this day, I have an amazing team of executives and I call best friends at this time uh, who support me every single day, who work with me every single day, who have amazing personalities, amazing work ethic. Like, dude, I wouldn't be anywhere without my team. My team, brother, these guys work till midnight, 1 a.m., like every single day. They're focused on the dream. They're focused on the vision. And I don't think any, any entrepreneur that tells you that they did it by themselves is just lying to you. Because in order to create something massive, you got to do it with a team. There's some entrepreneurs like Elon Musk that get, you know, all the love for Tesla and all the amazing things that they do. But what people don't realize is there's so many amazing executives behind them that are making the dream happen every single day. Um, so you got, you got to give acknowledgement to those people. And luckily I had amazing friends, business partners, employees, just people have worked with me throughout this entire thing uh, and have truly helped transform me. And when, when it comes to finding the right executives to partner up with, uh, you know, what's important? Uh, find people that have the same goals as you. Uh, if you know, your business partners or executives, you know, are focused on spending more time on vacation, spending more time with their wives, spending more time with their kids, and you're on the complete opposite side of the spectrum and you wanna work, 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 seven days a week, no uh, balance, just complete work. Like, there are two different types of executives and it's gonna make you upset that, you know, when you're working your ass off and your other executive isn't, it's gonna make you feel bad. And then you're gonna have a counter intention against the business and you're not gonna perform at your optimum levels. Vice versa. If you're on the side and you want this chill, balanced lifestyle and you got someone working your ass off, you're going to feel bad. You're going to feel guilty and it's not going to make you good about who you are. So find people that have the same goals and the same missions. That's why I surround myself with an executive team. I ask them all, I'm like, are you guys willing to work seven days a week? Are you guys willing to work until midnight every single night? Are you guys willing to make it happen? Are you guys willing to do whatever it takes for this business? And everyone says yes. And that's how I know that I'm surrounded by the right team because I'm the type of entrepreneur. If I have an executive team, that's like, yeah, I can only work nine to five and I can't work weekends. I'm not going to work well with that individual. I will, I will drive them manic. I will drive them crazy. I don't believe in turning off my phone for something. Uh, I believe at all times I got to work 24 seven to accomplish my goals and dreams. Cause guess what, dude, if I don't, someone else will. And I'm too competitive to let someone else beat me to it. And when it comes to solar Zane, what is the biggest misconception that people have about it? That it costs money, that it costs a lot of money. Uh, don't get me wrong, solar is a pretty high ticket item. Like our average system is $25,000. But the way solar works is it's all financed. So at super low interest rates, like $299, we're able to get someone a solar system uh, at no cost out of their pocket. And that monthly loan payment that they're going to have is going to be 30 to 50% lower than their current utility bill. And it's going to cover 100% of their power needs. So I'm going to repeat that one more time, brother. They're able to get a finance payment that is going to re reduce their electric bill from $200 to $140 a month. That $140 a month is going to stay fixed forever. They're never going to have to pay more for that. It's going to get them 100% of their power, if not more than that. And uh, they're saving money day one. Absolutely zero negative. And people think that that's some sort of sham, like some sort of scam. They have to spend some money. They're going to have to put money out of pocket. No, we have made it so super simple and easy. As your utility, and the average utility bill in the U.S. increases 6% a year, right? Between mm. 6 and 10% a year. In places like California, it can be up to 15 to 20% a year. Um, but the cool thing with what we do is we give them a fixed lower electric bill. So day one, they save money. But as time goes on, their bill is going to stay the same as the utility bill goes high. But guess what? They don't have to pay that utility bill because they're getting their power through, through the sun. That's absolutely crazy. 
That's yeah. such a great deal. That's like a no brainer. It's a no brainer and sales reps make crazy money on that. And that system, you know, in my company is installed within two weeks of meeting that homeowner for the first time. They'll have that system on their roof. That's, that's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. is this only applicable to mostly California because no. you get most uh, of right days? now you can like very competitively operate against the utilities in like 24 to 25 States. Um, uh, in, and in Australia and France, the United Kingdom as well, um, Germany. Uh, but, uh, every year that goes on more States open up. I suspect four years from now, every state in the U.S. is going to have a lot of different solar rebates and policies that's going to make it extremely economical like it is in California. That's absolutely amazing. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And no, it's from, a massive industry. What do you do? Uh, I'm in real estate. You're in real estate, dude. I, I got to get you in a solar. Where are you based out of? Vancouver. Dude, 100%. I'm, I'm going to get you to move to California. You're going to join solar. I'm going to join solar. Let's I like do it, that. Brother. <laughs> get me on board get me on board yeah let's do it man let's do it we'll, we'll get you there brother uh, <laughs> I, mean, I mean dude if you want to be ultra successful you want to change your life even if you're very entrepreneurial and you want to start a solar business with us man like i i help people do that so if you want to reach out to me after this brother i'd love to indulge you and if you can find a way to make it into the u.s man we'll we'll, we'll totally help you do it do you see solar being um sustainable in you know across the border in like vancouver it will be it will be it will be one day i don't know enough about the regulations there right now to be completely honest it could even mm. be today uh, but i don't think it is right at where the u.s is today but i know it eventually will be but if i were someone like you i would come work in california with me make tons of money get into the seven figure stage build up a lot of financial you know uh prosperity for yourself and then go bring it back to canada and have a massive impact as the expert in canada I, I would get ahead of the game. Wow. And, and where do you see solar being, you know, in, in the next I mean, five dude, to 10 years? California already, brother. Uh, California had just required starting this year, January of this year, that all new construction properties, three stories and under, required to be built with solar on them. Required. Wow. The U.S. is going to follow. Every state in the U.S. is going to continue to follow and then every world. Australia, one out of three homes has solar. Germany, like 90% of homes have solar. China is running towards it. India is running towards it. The entire world is switching, brother. It's do you want to catch on the wealth, on, you know, on the, on the wealth wave, the train, you know, the, the uh, movement. That's why I said, man, I'm not, I'm not crazy. I, I listened to Warren Buffett. He said the largest transformation of wealth in history is going to be in the deregulation of, of energy. And he bought a massive solar plant. Like, like, and, and not to mention he, he has a ton of oil companies. He owns a big part of the uh, utilities in Nevada mm -hmm. and he shut down solar uh, for that because they were killing his business over there. And now it is reopened back up, but he was one of the people that lobbied against solar because it, it was literally killing his business. Um, but he's definitely for solar. And now since then he's made a massive amount of investments into solar. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah. And Zane, if you, you know, if you lost everything today, uh, you know, all, all the business, you know, yep. uh, everything, and you had to start from scratch, what would you do differently? Um, differently, I don't know, other than I would work harder than I was before. So today I work harder than I ever have in my entire life. 
Literally, I work harder than I ever have in my entire life. I've never worked harder. Every year, people told me, Zane, as you build your business, it might get easier. It has never gotten easier, not even once. Every single year, I work harder and harder and harder. So what I would tell myself at 16 is, stop playing video games, stop fucking around with your friends, stop going to movies, stop you know drinking, stop doing drugs, just focus on success 24-7. If I could, could, could go back right now to 16-year-old Zane, 100% the message would be, Zane, please don't do anything but work every single day from morning until night. And I probably would have been a few, a few, a few years ahead of where I am today. Got it. That's absolutely powerful. And, and what's, what's next for Zane? What is your 10 year plan? Man, I have a hundred year plan actually. Uh, <laughs> but, in, but in the next 10 years, if you want to go that micro, uh, I want to do two things. I have two main priorities right now. Priority number one, well, my company, Better Earth, everywhere in the world, right? It has to be in every single state in the next 10 years. It has to be in at least seven countries in the next 10 years. Uh, and we have to be doing global domination with Better Earth. Number two, I want to have a private equity accelerator, which I'm actually working on right now. I want to mentor entrepreneurs. I want to help them start and build and scale their current businesses. And I want to invest and partner with them in those businesses. 10 years, between five and 10 years from now, I want to own... 10% or more of 100 plus businesses. Wow. Those are my two goals. It's the only thing I'm focused on right now. I have no other focus. Those two things. Get better than we're around the world and have a private equity accelerator that owns 100 plus companies with 10% more. That's amazing. Yep. And, and, and what about your 100 year plan since you uh, mentioned it earlier? 100 year plan is to stop the war on drugs. Um, stop drug abuse, stop alcohol abuse, um, you know, figure out how to help, help those problems, um, get electricity to everyone in the world because I think the internet, I think electricity is super powerful, give everyone opportunity, spread my, my information, my education around the world, give it out for free one day to everyone across the world, to anyone who wants access to it, uh, and then get people clean water, clean resources, so that they can live their life to the fullest and turn this society into something where as close as possible, I can make it a fair advantage for every single human being. If I could make it a fair advantage for every single human being to compete in the business world, I would absolutely love that because we would be living at our truest. And I think we're pretty close to that. Like for me, for example, growing up in a poor situation, I still was pretty close to that. I had access to it, but it's nothing like these third world countries. Um, you know, in these impoverished communities in, in, in different parts of the world um, where people don't have access to water, people don't have access to electricity. It just chokes me up. It's, it's super sad how they don't have those little things. And there's no way I could expect them to compete with me when they don't have those options. Um, but if I know if I can give them internet, I can give them education, I can give them power, I can give them electricity, I can give them water, that's all they need to be successful. That's amazing, wow. Absolutely amazing, Zane. And last but not least, to wrap things up, um, how can people find you? Dude, at Zane Jan Official on Instagram. At Zane Jan Official is my page on Facebook. At Zane Jan Official is on Twitter. Uh, on YouTube, you can find me, Zane Jan. On TikTok, it's at Zane Jan Official. Um, on LinkedIn, it's at, or just Zane Jan on LinkedIn. Uh, you can find me on all those platforms. Right now, my biggest platform is Instagram, but that is soon to change as we are coming out with a massive amount of content. 
That's absolutely amazing, brother. And yeah. for people that want to go solar, uh, they can find better earth dot solar. If you want to work with us, you can DM me on Instagram, uh, or you can go to better earth dot solar. And if you want solar, go to better earth dot solar and fill, fill out our form. We're going to give you no cost solar. We're going to save you money day one. And during this whole coronavirus thing, if you're impacted by it, we're going to pay your bill for the next four to six months, uh, for your current electricity. That way you, that way, you, you know, you, you, you uh, don't have to be stuck at home paying an electricity bill while your income isn't coming in. So head to betterearth.solar or you can find me on Instagram at Official and shoot me over a personal message and I'd love to work with you. I'd love to work with your family and I'd love to help people learn the solar opportunity so they could go out there and sell it. But also I'd love to help people get solar. Um, so those are the two places that they can find me. And I just want to say, brother, I appreciate you having me on the podcast. Uh, you're an awesome interviewer. You did super good at this. Uh, and I appreciate all the questions you asked. You know, usually when you're when you're doing a podcast, I've done a lot of different interviews. The hardest thing is being able to relate to the person or asking the right questions. And you asked so many amazing questions. So I appreciate that, brother. Thank you so much, Zane. And it was a pleasure talking to you and uh, find a way to, to, to get solar. And then Let's do it, man. Let's do it. No all right, brother. I appreciate you hopping on, brother. Yeah. All right, Zane. All right, we'll Take talk care. soon. All right, yeah. man. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the On The Rise podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. The music composition and vocals is done by Graham Best. Your host, of course, is the property shark, Mr. John Lee. Have a wonderful day, and we will, of course, see you next time on our way to the top. Cheers. Cheers.